Hey, this is your host, Debbie. Welcome to Gap Year for Grownups, a podcast for those who believe you can take a time out to reinvent your life, especially at 50 plus when you're figuring out what comes next. Today is a special short episode to celebrate with you the conclusion of the first year of this podcast. I want to share a personal story. For my 45th college reunion, I was asked, along with other classmates, to share a short reflection on the theme of picking up the pieces, meaning embracing life and finding happiness after a setback or a challenge or even a personal tragedy. I knew I had to share this story on the podcast, as it's a version of a story I've heard over and over from so many others on this podcast and elsewhere. This is a story of how my life led me down a path I never could have imagined, literally. This is the story of dreams fulfilled after the age of 60. It's a story showing it's never too late. This is my story. By the age of 25, I was happily married to my college sweetheart. I had one child and a part-time job in public relations. That story may sound pretty good on the outside, but on the inside, it wasn't the right story. Because what I really wanted was to be a newspaper reporter, in addition to being a mother. And in 1977, those felt like two irreconcilable options. I thought I wasn't clever enough to figure out this puzzle of competing priorities. That was painful, and I felt like a failure. It's so much easier to understand your life when you connect the dots backwards. But it's very difficult when you're in the midst of your life, and especially a life that was shaped by all the expectations that go along with being a graduate of a prestigious, in air quotes, university. I discovered journalism not at Harvard, where I majored in English, but at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where my husband, Sam Harrington, went to medical school. I loved everything about the journalism profession. The buzz of the newsroom, the deadlines, the only thing that cured my procrastination about writing, finding the real story, getting to the truth, interviewing people, and of course, the thrill of a byline. This was what I was meant to do. But in the mid-1970s, I was out of step. My female college classmates were applying to law and medical school. Some were marrying much later, if at all, and some wouldn't be having babies until a decade later. By the time I was 30, I had three children and a busy young doctor as a husband. Yet I still wanted to be a reporter for a major daily newspaper. I could taste it. I wanted it so badly. So I was frustrated, and I was ashamed that I couldn't reconcile this either-or situation. And yes, I was resentful of Sam's burgeoning career. So the feeling of failure lingered. But I didn't want to hire a full-time babysitter and work full-time. My mother had not been around for mundane moments, like walking home from school. She didn't work professionally, but she was a full-time volunteer, and she had nannies. She was never there at the bus stop at the end of our driveway when I got off the school bus. That was always so disappointing. While we were living in Atlanta, where Sam did his medical residency, I invited college classmate and friend Dale Resikoff, 
a reporter for the Atlanta paper, to come over and meet our baby daughter. I'll never forget the look on Dale's face as she leaned over the crib. She was entranced. She said, oh, you're so lucky. And I looked at her and was so envious of her job and her rising star as a reporter. We were in such different places. But 3 p.m. pickups are not compatible with the life of a full-time journalist. So I worked part-time as a reporter for the Atlanta paper and then as an editor in Washington, D.C., where we lived for the next 30 years. I was pretty good at it. I especially had a knack as an editor. But part-time felt like less than. What I didn't see was that I was on the front lines of the gig economy way before it was a thing. Then, at age 40... I wrangled an interview at the Washington Post. I'll never forget the interview with the hiring editor in the middle of the bustling newsroom. He said, in so many words, I don't think so. Where have you been these past 15 years when you should have been working your way up? And I knew I didn't have the right answer. I was crushed, at least in that moment, because at the same time, I didn't entirely regret the choice I'd made. Somehow, I knew the years with small children go quickly. This was a turning point, because the internet and the web came along, and I fell into them as if they'd been my secret home all along. Gradually, I gave up my obsession about working for the Washington Post, or always the Holy Grail, the New York Times. And it was then that I started to make up a different kind of work. Maybe there was a different definition of success. I coded and launched my first website in 1995. I started using email before most of my friends or my children knew what it was. I went back to school to get a mid-career MBA so I could be more than a writer. I started a blog in 2001, and a few years later was approached by a big-name publisher to write one of the first books about business blogging. That checked off an important box. I'd always wanted to write a book. And so it went, my career as a digital pioneer, a made-up career that had never existed before. Was this success? Then, with our children grown and through college and graduate school, I had another burst of creative thinking. What if I persuaded Sam to leave our comfortable life in D.C., where he'd practiced medicine for 30 years? What if we left D.C., took a gap year, and reinvented our life before it was too late and we were too old. What if we moved to the coast of Maine, where for decades we'd spent several weeks each summer, a place we loved? Sam and I now write a blog together called Gap Year After 60. It's our first collaboration, other than babies, and I produce this podcast, Gap Year for Grownups, about changing the mindset around aging and seeing the possibilities in this last stage of life. Connecting the dots backward, perhaps, maybe, I have been a success. I was a pioneer all along, but I just couldn't see it. That's a wrap for this episode of Gap Year for Grownups. If you're feeling inspired, you can leave a review on iTunes. It really means a lot. And if you've got ideas for future shows or topics, you can email me at thegapyearpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, however you want to reimagine your life, now is the moment. Don't wait. 
This is Debbie, your host. Till next time.